From the Ground Up, a Clutch Original Podcast. The stories of the underdogs who made it. So, you might have heard the metaphor that business is a well-oiled machine. But what about a dynamic organism that experiences transformation? On today's episode, Jamie Meyer of Nine Carat Business Consulting reveals how she pushes businesses to uncover and nurture the hidden potential in the people through big picture thinking. In the end, business models aren't one size fits all, and you have to find comfort and discomfort to grow. I'm your host, Michael Lee, and let's get into the show. Recording side. <laughs> anyway. Before we begin, do you mind giving us a little bit of an introduction about who you are, your business, and kind of, I don't know, like a one or two liner about what you stand for? One or two lines, we've got to fit it just in one or two lines. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I am Jamie Meyer. I am the founder of Nine Carat Business Consulting. Uh, I am an Australian who is currently living in Mexico. Um, I run my company remotely. Nine Carat Business Consulting was founded on the value of potential and people. And that translates very strongly to me for business because business is one of the largest organisms in the world where people are interactive within and without it. I am an entrepreneur. I love people. I love travel. Um, I've never actually had to do this before. Like. <laughs> Like, what else would you like to know? Well, um, why don't I jump in here? Because I think one thing that really stood out to me, you know, I, in Clutch, I read a lot of reviews and I, I read a lot about business consulting, uh, consulting firms uh, and what they stand for. And I think what stands out about yours in particular is precisely that sort of look at business as an organism and that you're looking at business and placing people at the forefront. And that's not something you always see with business consultancies that focus on optimization or transformation, right? I think that you're offering something really fresh to the picture. Um, In a previous conversation, we spoke a little bit about synergy energy. I kind of vaguely understand what that means, but do you mind giving me a a rundown of a definition? A definition, okay. Well, Or like what it means to you. Yeah, Yeah. so what it means to me is synergy means making something run like a well-oiled machine that's the closest analogy that I can come with so with it with when all the gears are connected and they're oiled and they've been maintained a car or any kind of machinery will work to its optimal potential and that's the kind of function that I like to create or design within businesses so that there is far less disparity when there's pressure And the pressure is less like the pressure is more well dispersed over the entire organization rather than it being concentrated on a team or a person or a group or a goal. When everything works well together, it's like anything. It's like when your body's healthy, you can run 10 mile and not even break a sweat. When your body's unhealthy, getting off the couch is difficult. So it's all a matter of creating something that is healthy, well-functioning, and that people can contribute to in a way that stimulates more than it would if the gears were kind of disjointed and not oiled and not maintained. Um, And there's no smoke coming out from underneath the hood. I really like that image of 
this juxtaposition between being a well-oiled machine as a business, but then also business as an organism, right? Because, you know, business, there's a lot of automation that goes into it. There's a lot of separation of services and tasks, but at the same time, each part is owned by a person. Someone is actively contributing to it. And that's what makes it sort of this organic living thing. It's not only that somebody's actively contributing from to it from within the organization. So, you know, we have AI and all this wonderful technology. The thing I think that a lot of the time that we forget is that there is a, whether there's a person that's actually creating or, you know, forcing that AI to work. It's also a matter of the fact, a fact that there's a person actually engaging with that from the other end. So we have then created a communication process where AI is interacting with our most viable asset of any business, which is our customer, and it's losing that um, substance from the other side. Gotcha. So just making sure that even the stuff that you're putting out, you're keeping a human-centric perspective. Very much so. So kind of going back to a person who is within a business. So like, let's say your average client, right? You're working with a business that wants to find success, which obviously means so many different things to so many different people, but you're kind of helping people understand how to make the most of their time within a business to kind of be, I hate to say the word innovative, but like to challenge the norms of what they can do at work. What are some of the unconscious patterns that you see people running into that prevent them from fulfilling themselves or reaching their potential? Business models now are not cohesive with allowing people to reach their potential. We have, you know, look at just just the position description, just as an example. We hire based on this very stoic list of responsibilities and requirements and necessities and people apply based on the fact that they can execute those and they probably can very well but they may not necessarily play to that person's strengths so within that role that person may or may not have the opportunity to exercise their strengths and contribute that to the greater good and then from the other side of it we're so used to filling positions where it's all about the expectation of the role or our manager or and and sometimes we don't even fully understand how that role contributes to the great the, the full picture of of the business so we're not actually sure what we're creating we're only just processing information for an outcome So I think from both sides of that, there's a limitation to how much potential we can reach because we're constantly trying to shove ourselves in a box that was either created by somebody else or with the expectation of what those, that other person wants. It almost sounds like you're saying within the hiring process, not only are people not necessarily sure of the role that they're putting out there to, to, and how it's going to grow in their company, but that really we should be looking beyond the description. Is that correct? And what are some of the factors that we would be looking for? I'm a big believer in working with talent that you have within your company, particularly if your company is not being through any kind of transformative process. I definitely think that there are so many amazing skills and talents that we actually have within our companies already that because we stick everybody in this cubicle and this box and this idea of what they're supposed to contribute, we're not actually utilizing all of the talent that we have 
already within the business. And then speaking on a hiring point of view, I mean, we, we need responsibilities. Everybody needs to kind of know what their cog in the mechanics of everything actually does. But I also believe that positions should be written in more alignment with the idea of what the company's goals are. Mm. So looking for somebody that can contribute to these long-term goals, because you can teach a lot of things within business as far as processes and systems and getting to know the way in which things are conducted. What you can't teach somebody is investment or commitment to your goals. Um, you know, and there's a lot of companies out there that do it really, really well because they have clear and concise goals that people actually are excited about. And if more companies could do that, then they could hire on the proviso that somebody's going to come in and be excited about those goals. And then once that person is within your grasp, decide what part in the team they're actually going to play based on their strengths. Yeah, I think it's really um, a great moment when you're working with someone, either someone external who's coming into your company you know, formally to be an internal person, or if you're working with a BPO or like an outsourced partner or something, and they understand the protocol, but then there's a moment when they're like, okay, the protocol doesn't make sense in this situation because I understand the greater goal. Yes. And they kind of go above and beyond that call of duty to, to demonstrate their knowledge. Yes. And, and that is, and that is an example of how somebody could actually be in an environment where they could utilize their full potential or be in a situation where they have the ability to step into their full potential. When we're still working with processes and there's, you know, a one through seven guide of exactly what you have to do, then there's no room for potential. There's no room for somebody to explore another avenue that could have a better outcome. And a lot of that is lost in translation because when they have that idea, there's, no, there's no room for it or they're too scared because it's not in their one to seven set of instructions on how to function within that role. So that we cut our nose up to spite our face because that person may actually have that amazing idea where this isn't as black and white as it usually is and we need this gray area, right. but there's no protocol or no permission to stand into the gray, step into the gray area. So they don't. And then that's a missed opportunity. And it's missed potential on the individual's part and on the company's part. That's so interesting to me too, because I kind of see it as, um, how do I describe this? We recently went, Clutch recently went through um, some training series. And one of the insights that we were talking about was like the nature of a high-performing individual within the stages of the company. So for example, at a startup level, it's really admirable to have people who are willing to be agile, can wear different hats and really contribute in ways that are beyond the role description, kind of like what you're describing. But then what you might typically see at a more traditional, larger company is as the company gets bigger and bigger, that sort of out of bounds thinking becomes less and less important or less and less emphasized, I, I would say, because they're favoring people who can execute um, execute on the task that was given to them. Now, obviously there are bigger companies like Google who have found ways to kind of combine the best of both worlds to keep that sort of innovation in there. But how do you deal with clients who are on the larger end who might want to stay more on the process-oriented side? 
you can have both. I mean, there are companies that have done it and you can most definitely do both. I think one of the biggest things for those companies that are more process driven or solely process driven is the fact that their model is so stringent mm-hmm. and, and you know, moving, changing the whole company at once is going to put everybody into a shock. It's kind of like taking glass out of the freezer and putting it in hot water. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to shatter. <laughs> I've done that and it's like, oh, my parents were so mad. My yeah. partner was so mad. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like temperature control is important. So <laughs> You know, transformation takes time. It does. And it doesn't necessarily, uh, you don't want to drop a grenade. So it's about finding small areas that you can start and and create change that will stick because change and transformation are, are two very different things. You can change, but you're most likely going to revert back to an old pattern. If you transform something, then it's no longer what it was. It's something new. That's what we look to do in organizations. So we start with small areas where those things can actually feel like they have an impact and then grow from there. So you can still have processes and you can still have systems and and they're really important things because you don't always, when you're busy, you want those things to run fluidly, but you also want to have the contribution of that gray area, that unknown, if we just step this way for 30 seconds, what could potentially happen with this client, with this website, with this sale, with whatever it is that you're working on. And if we look at this report just slightly, like we turn it upside down, what does it look like when it's upside down? And that is where you will get the opportunity that your stoic system or process didn't allow for before. That's where you get the idea that you can integrate slightly more of your process or less of it. You, like, it's, I mean, it's so hard to speak on it in such a brawl. Right, yeah. Um, but I think that the whole point of going back to synergy is that it's about duality. It's about having the process and the human component, the human contribution component flow together so that they're not separate. And then there's no dividing line between those two things so that everything really has an opportunity in any moment to be something more than it was five minutes ago. You're listening to From the Ground Up, an original podcast from Clutch. Did you know that Clutch has an ever-growing list of business consultancies joining our platform? Whether you're looking for someone to rework your business strategy or streamline operations, Clutch is the place to go when finding your next partner. We've got thousands of verifiable reviews to help you make smart buying decisions. So come check us out at clutch.co. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Maybe it'll be helpful if we made it a bit more tangible. Is there a recent case, you know, being anonymous, if you prefer, of business transformation, whether it was through your company or that you've seen um, in the public that you've really admired? So there was, I do a lot of pro bono work. Um, So three, three people, three entrepreneurs a year I take on and I do some kind of coaching or program shifting with them to get them out of a funk that they're in. 
And this year I was lucky enough to meet a gentleman who with COVID was affected by the fact that there was stoppages on work sites. In Australia, you pretty much couldn't go four mile away from your house. So he had bills piling up and was banging his head against a wall, couldn't understand what he was going to do to pivot or function um, through the lockdowns through COVID and then what the industry would even look like when he stepped out of that. Now, he was unbelievable. He was a young guy, he was 30. And when I spoke to him, you know, he was really, really deflated, but he had this determination that he still, you know, there was still something left. Mm. And it's funny, like you go into business and we all go into business and we have this idea of what the model looks like and what we need to do and the checklist of yes and no's and the black and whites of how everything fits and it works. And he had done all those things and even before COVID, his business wasn't where he had wanted it to be. He was trying to use the downtime in COVID to find another outlet, but he, he couldn't because he still had this idea of this black and white um, checklist that he had to fill and these expectations he had to meet for the market, for the client, for himself, for what business is supposed to look like. I spoke to him for an hour, like after the first hour, just explaining to him that his framework could be whatever he wanted it to be, like whatever he wanted to look his business to look like. I mean, we got into a conversation where he wanted to like open a theme park. That was his ideal dream. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, this is how we get to the theme park. There are steps. So just opening him up to the idea or the understanding that he, the framework that he was working with didn't fit him and it didn't fit his business and where he wanted to go in life. In, I don't know, two weeks, the guy had a YouTube channel. He had updated the way he submitted his proposals. All of a sudden he was on video, all of you know, like him in himself. It was just like some, all he needed was somebody to give him permission to be amazing. And he was ready to go. And he, what the, the shift in his business, even with COVID, with things being closed, his percentage of conversion for his proposals had shifted exponentially from what it was. Even when they couldn't function and actually start jobs, still tendering, he was able to change his rate of return of his tenders just, just from his energy, just from the, the fact that he reconsidered that his tender didn't have to look the way it looked for the last five years. It could look completely Right. I love that because it, to me, it's just like, you're letting people give themselves the, the permission to be creative, to think outside the box and to reinvent the rules on their own terms, because one size doesn't fit all for business. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, it's not only the creativity and energy that the person is bringing to the company, rather that they're also making these smart decisions about business that work for them, but they're doing it because they love it now. They're doing it because it makes sense to them. And it's not just like what everyone else has already been doing. And, and that, I think that's one of the things that people don't understand is that if it doesn't fit you, it doesn't work for you, then it's not going to work. And mm. it, it might work to a degree just because of the laws of physics. You know, if you drop something, it'll spat, it'll shut up. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that there's a certain degree to which things have to work because it's gravity. But then what's past that? And I think that's the thing that we don't take into consideration that, you know, past the laws of science and, and physics, how much greater can something be than it is just by functioning? 
Um, and that area, that gray area past the black and white part, that's what we don't encourage enough in business. Because if we stepped into models and frameworks that worked for us, worked for our clients, worked for the greater goal that we have, the huge future vision that we're working towards, if we start with those frameworks, everything works well past its just functioning point. It becomes fast. It becomes electric it's got substance it has personality and it takes on a life of its own and then it's an organism rather than a machine right because it's now dynamic and it's not static anymore but that okay so that to me sounds like transformation which is the greater of the two right but transformation and honestly even change can seem really scary to people right how do you get your clients or how do you recommend to people to lean into that sort of discomfort and find comfort within that? I have a rule. If I'm not uncomfortable at least once a day, I didn't live my 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> because like, this is the thing, the whole, actually, I should probably just quote somebody. <laughs> the definition of insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And that, I mean, it's a hundred percent true. If you want something different, you can't, or you can't be comfortable. You cannot sit in the place that you know, if you do, you will get the same result that you have always got it. You will get the same thing that you have always got it. That to some degree, that's fantastic. But it's like, if you had to eat I don't know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every single day. For oh my God, days. no. <laughs> like at, at some point, like that was your favorite, but at some point it is no longer going to be your favorite. You are not ever right. going to want to see a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> ever again. <laughs> right? So at some point, what you are doing is going to be boring and tiresome and it's going to lag. And then once it does, everything that follows on from it feels the same way. Mm. So if you're running a, a, a company and it's successful and you get to that mundane stoic kind of point, then your clients start to feel that because you're bored, your company's bored, it's tired, it's old. And so that's how your clients start to feel. That's how your customers start to feel. That's how you know, everybody that interacts in your business starts to feel. And then essentially that's then the personality that it adopts. It's old and tired and done. So if you're constantly making small steps out of that comfort zone and into an uncomfortable thing, do something different than you did yesterday. I don't know, order two shots in your coffee or <laughs> a shot of vanilla. Like just, I mean, it can be something little. You'll be surprised how much small change and, and five minutes in an uncomfortable space can change something. I mean, it may give you a sugar rush <laughs> if you shots of vanilla in your coffee in the morning, but it may give you a different perspective. It may give you a, a new idea. It may excite you in a way that you didn't think that you could be excited about the very same thing that you've been working with for 10 years. Fun fact, one of my favorite t-shirts was one of those poorly translated ones that said, um, excuse me, I ordered vanilla. And I have been dying to find where I could buy that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my final question for you is a pretty easy one. But uh, for those who are looking to chat with you more, where can people find you or learn about your business? I mean, that's an easy question. Am I supposed to know the answer to that? <laughs> <laughs> 
so probably to learn about my business would be my website. So www.ninecarat.net. Um, and that's carrot with a C. That I have Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I have all of those. They're all nine carat business consulting. I don't know. Do you want my photo? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. We'll definitely remember to, to link those into the description as well. So if you are listening and you're interested, please visit the description and check out the article that will be published after the show. Thank you, Jamie, for taking the time to talk with us. It was certainly a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. This was fantastic. I have to say that Clutch has blown my mind since I started working with them only a couple of months ago. So I really have um, the greatest respect and a round of applause to what they're trying to create within their niche in the business world. Thank you so much. I'm blushing again. Um, <laughs> we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to From the Ground Up. Got feedback, questions, or want to nominate a guest for our podcast? Just reach out to us via our Instagram at clutchco underscore official or email us at podcast at clutch.co. And as always, if you're looking for a vendor to help build your company, be sure to check out clutch.co, which is the place for verified reviews and rankings on service providers. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.